Welcome to the 8th and final episode of the second season of the Spotlight Podcast with me, Lewis May. Today I'm joined by 17-year-old singer-songwriter from Salford, Jace Campbell. We chat about his debut single, Lost, and his brand new single, soon to be released, History is History. We also chat about his musical upbringing and mod culture, along with the city of Salford itself. Thanks for listening to the second season of the Spotlight Podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back soon enough. Keep updated, follow us on Twitter, at the Spotlight Pod one and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So welcome back to the Spotlight Podcast with me, Lewis Main. Today I'm delighted to be joined by 17-year-old singer-songwriter Jace Campbell from Salford. Jace, how you doing? I'm Sammy, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. No school today? Are you? What, what's the school situation with you, Jace? I've left school. I'm at college now. But, um, oh. I'm doing... I'm studying music really but um like not not like not like the performing side of music like the technical side so like sound engineering things like that you know uh, just something to fall back on as well it's just something else to add to your thing isn't it like just another thing to add to your palette i guess yeah but, um, Keep- yeah today's um because i'm working from home and today's a um like a day off sort of thing decent Green yeah Saturday. Nothing wrong with uh, keeping all the fingers and all the pies. Uh, what what college is it you go to? It's a one called Future Skills um, at Media City. Oh. ITV is and BBC and things like that. Yeah, I've when I've been the my dad used to live down in Manchester and being around Salford and uh, seeing the media city in that. Do you think it's a good place just? Even if you're not studying there, you know, just to be in and around there, it's a good buzz for music and, as you say, broadcasting and stuff like that. Do you think that that helps you as well? Um, well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I've I've always said it. Salford Keys is my favourite part of Salford, um, purely because like it was the docks, wasn't it? But um, like the docks was the lowest of the low. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not not the prettiest of places, but now it's. They've done it up and it looks like they've kept they've kept all the old they've kept some stuff there as well some old stuff which i'm quite passionate about in salford um it's my next single history's history is about keeping like old landmarks and things like that and not knocking them down and and taking it away and just replacing it like with this new high-rise thing but um what salford keys have just kept some of that they kept the old gates and they've just built around it really yeah that's what i like yeah. about it yeah, no, I'd, well, get on to the new single in a bit, but let's jump back to the start. So, 17, still a young a young lad, but very talented, very great in the vocals and the acoustic guitar. The guitar, it's very impressive so far, but where did that all start for you? Did you kind of pick up the guitar first, or what happened? Um, yeah, I picked up the guitar first. Um, I was eight years old, and uh, my dad played guitar and that, and listened to music. And I said, could you show us some cards? And then um, show me four cards and hurt my fingers. So I packed it in. And then um, a few years later, when I was about 12, 13, asked him to show me again. He showed me again. And then um, gave me this Oasis card book and just went away, learned from that. And then I started like writing my own songs, just using cards out of this book and mixing them up and that. And then just adding my own words to it and melodies and stuff that's really where it all started for me where was uh what was the first oasis song you learned the first oasis song i learned was 
don't look back in anger, I'm sure. Oh, has to be, has to be. Yeah, Perfect. but before that, the first song, song I learned was Sally Cinnamon by the Stone Roses. Has I learned to be. that little riff. There's only two chords, so that's what that's what I learned. It's it's impressive, you know. Do you think being in a, there's always this not persona, but there's always this kind of stigma around Manchester that everyone in Manchester, all the singer songwriters, and you know the music coming out there is like it's Stone Roses, it's Oasis, you know, it's just saying again. Yeah. But I I personally don't see anything wrong with that. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, there's no wrong with it. It's it's a compliment, really, if you think about it. But um, you know, I get that all the time, like. Oh, here he is, little is is Liam. You know what I mean? Like it's, you just because you're from Salford and you, you're next to Manchester, you just you just get put with that. You just get put with Oasis and Stone Roses. But I don't see it as a bad thing, to be honest. I mean, that's when you can. That's when you, if anything, it's like a good a good knockback for you to say, like, all right then. Well, I can I can show you that I'm not just that. Do you know what I mean? It's a good knockback. Good compliment. Yeah, no, of course. I think, yeah, if someone was to say, obviously, always oh, just Liam Gallagher, always oh, just Ian Brown, it's like, what do you mean, just Liam Gallagher? It's one of the best yeah. British singers of, you know, ever. That's what I mean. It's like, it's, yeah, that's what I mean. But then you can you can say, well, I don't just write Oasis in music. I, you know, I can I can write a Smith style song. I can write yeah. a, I can write a, a jam style song. I, I can't just do one thing. So if anything, it's it's a thing that you can like, not you can rise to, not in a bad way. You can just rise to and just show people that you can do different things as well and you're versatile. Yeah, of course. So I see it as a good thing to be honest. Yeah, no, that's good. That's 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 how I would as well. I think okay. So going back to picking up guitar, twelve years old, learning songs, kind of putting chords together. When did you start singing? Started singing. In, I just started. I started singing to them Oasis songs in the card book, like just in my bedroom and that. I didn't sing in front of anyone. Like I was, I was totally against that. But, um, yeah, I was just singing in, to these, to these songs in this book, and um, and then I thought I'll give it a go. And then when I wrote a song and I sang it to my dad, he, he sat there like, do that again, and I did it, <laughs> and then it, it, I did it again, and he was like. Mate, do you know how difficult that is, what you've just done? You've had to sing in front of one person on your own with a guitar. You're not hiding behind anything. That's good, that, mate. You should keep at it. And then, obviously, my father was right, lo yeah. and behold. I think parents, without us knowing, maybe sometimes at the time, obviously when, you know, you sang to your dad for the first time and that, that's obviously a, an easy channel to make. But do we think when you were younger, before you even realised that what you're your dad was listening to or what your family was listening to was a big influence? Um, well, in a way, yeah, because not to my music as such, just to me as a person. So, like, say, like, for example, you listen to the Stone Roses, right, and you look at them and you think, I want that haircut. <laughs> and then you, you just get that haircut. Or I want I want, I want, want an Adidas jacket like that. Like, so it's, it, it was more to do with it was more to do with my, like, with me as a person, not really with my music. But then with the music, I realised these could be my influences. 
like these could be my heroes, if if you will. Well, for anyone who hasn't heard uh, Jace before, uh, you're missing out. But we'll play this. This was released earlier this year. Uh, the debut track. This is called Lost.
that was Lost, Jace Campbell. I love this. 43 on the iTunes chart, debut that, and then fourth on the alternative chart as well. Very well done on that. Uh, 15th of January this came out. It's got a little bit of a backstory, this one. Tell us about uh, Lost. Um, Lost was, um, I wrote it when I was, it was probably the first good song, well, what people, people now seem to think it's good because I've released it, but um, back then, when when I wrote it, it just flowed out of me sort of thing. It was just like landed on me. And um, it, it was out of what I, I had two songs before that, but they weren't strong enough like Lost was. And um, so I always say Lost was the first song i written, really. But I wrote it when I was 13 and um, I had a gig coming up, like my first ever gig in um, in Failsworth. And I only had these two songs. I was like, I need more songs and I'll write another. And then it just happened. It's like the song just flew out of me. But um, the backstory behind it is, is about breaking through. It's like people who are down when they feel lost, they always have someone there to speak to sort of thing. So like in the song, there's this character who's lost his phone and doesn't know where he is and, He's lost and then he meets this other person who takes him in and gives him a bed and things like that. So it's basically just it's basically just saying that in life, I'm not saying people will take you in and give you a bed. What I'm saying is people will take you in and talk to you and be there for you. So it's like it's just it's just similar in that way. But it's loosely as well. It's based around the Manchester bombing, which happened. Yeah. And um like, you know, the scenes on the telly, you've just seen people, I don't know where I'm going, I've lost my phone, and, you know, things like that. So that's where, like, the idea comes from. And, like, there was, like, homeless people just getting up and helping these people. That's, like, so that's that's what I'm saying. There's always someone there. Yeah. That's what I think. I think what I got, when I read, obviously, you know, the Manchester bombings and the arena attack, tragic events, obviously, and as a younger person, even from where we were, at the time, watching on the news, it was like, wow, this is mental at the time. But I can't even imagine being it being so close to home that it was, you know, within miles of, you know, where you were staying. I think as well, I was actually in Manchester a, a, couple, a week or a couple of weeks after, and not even just on the night, you know, people kind of panicking, but really showing that resilience to help each other. But in the weeks and months to come, and even still now, it resonates, you know, that kind of this kind of togetherness and that that kind of like you say people just helping each other out where they can yeah i think and i think that shows in that in 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 lost and it's a very 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 impressive impressive debut thank you very much we'll move on a little bit from so lost has come out and i don't want to talk about covid and the pandemic too much but i'll ask anyway it came out obviously releasing a song your first song during this kind of lockdown something you can't really go out and tour at the time and you can't really go out and play it in front of people when it's come out what was it like first of all what was it like getting to the point of releasing the song and then second of all what was it like releasing it during this kind of this lockdown that we've had um well before it come out about a week before it so it come out friday the 15th of january didn't it yeah a week before it on the friday like i was i knew it was going to come out and that, I mean, but my dad turned to me on the Friday night and went, "This time next week, it, it, like it'll be out, or, or this time next week it'll be going out." 
And that's when I sat there and thought, oh, God, yeah. And then the nerves started kicking in then, like, like are people going to like it? Is it going to do well? And then, um, and then obviously, it's, it's done pretty well from what I've seen. But um, the uh, in lockdown, because if you're not a key worker, you're just sat at home, aren't you? Or going on a walk with your headphones on. So in a way, it's a good thing because all people can do is have a watch telly or listen to music or do whatever else you do. Mostly people are listening to music. So it's if I released it in the pan, you'd just be sat on Twitter, wouldn't they? Not just sat at home with the telly on on Twitter and then they see it pop up and then it's there, Jace Campbell, new single. Oh, what's this like? So it's it was um this pandemic is in a way it's it's helped, I guess. Yeah, I don't I don't think I would have seen it if it wasn't for the pandemic actually. Um yeah. over the last year obviously discovering a lot of new stuff. Obviously my a young artist from Manchester, I was like, that sounds like a bit of me. Not being able to go out and touring is obviously a disadvantage for the, the artist because you know, can't sell tickets, can't go and do what they love, and the fans, and the fans, of course, can't yeah. go and can't go and watch it. You know, being able to have the time to sit and listen to music and listen through albums and find new stuff is, is great. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been doing the same, really, over this lockdown. I've been, like, listening to new things, but... um. That's the only downside, not being able to go out and perform it to people. You know, that's that's the only downside. Not not just for me, just for other bands as well that are up and coming or in fact signed. They can't go out and perform. Yeah. But I've been doing the I've been doing the same thing. I've just been listening to different music, been getting into a bit of Motown, a bit of soul. What's yeah, what sort what sort of stuff have you been been listening to? Who are you getting into or who have you discovered? Uh Temptations. I really like them. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, brilliant. I was, I, I knew my girl like the, the whole bloody world. But, um, <laughs> I started listening to the back catalogue and thought it's got a nice feeling about it. This like this uh, like this music gives me a nice feeling. Started listening to that. Started getting really really heavily into the jam and the style council. Really heavily into that. I'm you out know- of that phase now, but I know the music now, so I still love them. And um, recently, I've been listening to Cast a lot and um, Northside. Northside, they're a, do you know who Northside are? Yeah, I, I have come across them before. Yeah, the brilliant Northside. That's who I've been listening to for the past week. They're like the, uh, they're like, they're the same thing. They like give me a sense of happiness when I listen to them because all the tunes are very upbeat and jingly jangly guitars and just heavenly sounding so that's that's what i've been listening to for the past week i'm trying to think have i is take five is that north side take five yeah yeah i i did and that was actually sent to me right at the start of the lockdown well near the start of the lockdown last year and i was like i was like is this like a stone roses song i've never heard before but they've got this whole album of just great uh kind of as you say jingly jangly would maybe be yeah. a good word to describe it yeah. Uh, Ian Brody uh, produced it in it from the Lightning yeah. Seed, and mm-hmm. he has that sort of sound as well. So, just from talking to you, this this vast kind of rave music for a young guy is uh, it's quite uh, quite fulfilling. It's quite nice to to hear that we've got you've got as you say you said it phases, but you never really if you're into a type of music, even if it was like for emo stuff when you were like twelve year old, you still you'd still listen, you'd still go back to it and be like, yeah, this is all right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, like now I'm 
like I'm listening to Northside and and Cast and things like that. But um, saying say like next month I'm into something else. So say next month I'll probably hear a DMA song or something and be be back into them for like a month. But then like the week the month though I'd probably hear Northside again and be like I forgot how good this song was. And then that's when you listen to it all again and that's how phases happen. And, yeah, I can't tell you how many Stone Roses phases I must have had. I must have had about twenty-eight because I hear this is the one or something, and then I think, oh, I forgot how good this band were. Yeah, so I, that's the beauty of music. Music is power. Richard Ashcroft once said. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, it sounds much better when you say it with the the accent as well. That sounds much better. <laughs> Speaking about phase, and like as I say, I saw this. Went on your Instagram, uh, Jace, at Jace Campbell Official for everyone who uh, wants to go over there and check it out. Over a thousand followers, doing really well, lots of great covers on there. And for the mods, and I just saw this guy and I was like, this guy's a proper mod boy and he's only 17. But you said that was a phase, but I, I like that. I think that was something a little different. For everyone who doesn't know or isn't, even me who's not totally ingrained with mod culture or that, can you explain that a little bit to, to everyone? Um, yeah, the mod wasn't a phase. I, I'm you know I'm, I'm a mod like that's that's that like i've got the faith of a mod i've had the faith of a mod since i was about 16 when i watched quadrophenia 15 16 but um you know like just because i'm listening to nwa or something like that doesn't doesn't mean I've, i don't dress the same or you know like the mod culture is just it's just in your if, if you're a mod it's just in your and you it's like marmite you, you have a like it you don't so you either are or you're not. But um, the mod culture, if you're not fascinated, if you're not, like you said, with it, mod culture is just, well, it, it was, it was just, it was a, what was it? It was like a, it was like a subculture in the 60s, or it's a subculture now. But in the 60s, it was like, you was either a mod or a rocker. And mods had clean cut hair and wore sharp suits and drove scooters. Um, but like over the years, like now, mod has been stretched to a whole new level because you had the casual thing in the eighties, which was like the football hooligans. But um, like you don't take you much to go from a mod to a casual. So like if you if you go out with your jeans on and a polo shirt and your Adidas trainers, you know you're half mod, half casual. So like that's pretty much what it is, mod. It's just. Clean living under cir- what is it? Clean living under difficult circumstances, and there's not wrong with making sure your hair's neat and it's not messy. It's good. It's, it's I mod. I always kind of go back to it's like a casual gentleman's club, like the most casual gentleman's yeah. club. You know, they don't wear three piece suits or play golf, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like it's, it's still it's still this kind of culture of you know button your shirt up and get a decent haircut with some nice trainers. Yeah, so like, exactly, like, because I'm working class as well, you know, you know, like working class is, it might, like the upper class. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is like, because I'm, difficult circumstances, it's working class in it, but it's not like we're struggling, we're getting by, you know what I mean? But dip, clean living, it just means like, just because I just because I'm working class doesn't mean I'm gonna doesn't mean doesn't necessarily mean I'm a, yeah. I'm a tramp or whatever. Yeah, like I, I can be clean living just like you. Yeah, we're not. I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. Like I can put a polo shirt and jeans on and 
look smart, make sure my hair's neat and you know, it's just it's just clean living under yeah. difficult circumstances, like Pete Meaden said in nineteen sixty three or whenever he said it. Yeah. I like Elliot as well, but let's talk about music more than music. What's the one band you would I would say I'd probably you said them earlier, the jam, Paul Weller, maybe the Who, getting a little bit of the Who, obviously you mentioned Quadrophenia. Who would you go for as the one if there was one mod one mod band you could put out there? Oh, Small Faces, easily. Love it. Good choice as well. They were just, what's his name again? Stephen Marriott. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he's he's the mod, isn't he? Like, people say Paul Weller's the mod. But uh, for me, it's Stephen Marriott. Nice one. Nice one. Let's talk a little bit more about social media. As I said before, Jace Campbell official for everyone, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff for your savvy on that. Some of the covers you've done, since love it, love it. Everything from... Like the bands we mentioned there, stuff like DMAs, Oasis, never then like to Jerry Cinnamon, who's obviously our boy up here in, in Scotland. Do you like covering other people's songs, or are you definitely like, you know, this this one day you want people covering your songs? Um, well, I'll be happy if someone did cover cover my songs, but I'm not I'm not looking for that. But uh, covering songs is, I like covering songs because. You can learn the song for a start, so you're learning it, which is fun. Um, passes the time a bit, and then when you can play it, it's like in your little toolbox. You can take it round and show your mates. And if you're at a party, you can someone someone has a guitar, just whip it out and be like, start singing this cover you've learned, and then everyone will know it. But um, for social media, it's good to uh, social media is good to put out there because put a cover out and people. Say what for done recently, live the dream by cast. Say a cast fan listens to that, they'll be like, Yeah, this if they like it, they, yeah, this this little beaut's good here. Like, let's um take them to my page and they'll see my stuff. I mean, I've only got one song out, granted, but um in the future I'll have a little back catalogue and they'll go on they'll go on to um go on to my page and they'll see my stuff. So it's a good way, it's a good way of it's a good it's a good, um, it's a good thing doing covers. Yeah, it's a good advertisement as well. I think the best example, the big example, obviously, DMAs believe share. You know, taking a song exactly. and a lot of a lot of songs as well. You know, some of the Jerry Cinnamon stuff uh, you did, uh, Dark Days with the uh, with the um, harmonica. By the way, don't know how the hell you managed to play one of those. I'm very impressed with anyone who can play the harmonica. But playing, you know, playing songs like that, where I was like, Jesus, he's absolutely smashed it. But there's also covers you've done where I'm like, you know, that's that's Jace Campbell, though. It's not Oasis. It's not The Stones. You know, it's not uh, The Jam. It's a Jace Campbell song. You know, he's taken, yeah. but he's, he's taken that, you know. I mean, yeah, because if a cover, it's just your version of what a song, of what of what the song is. So, like, so what was what was the um, what was the video you seen where you thought? That's Jace Campbell. That's not the cover. It you was. It was one of your. I think it was one of your ones. Uh, it was either the jam. I think it was the jam. Or it was Paul Weller. Um, hold on. I, I, I saved a lot of your OG stuff because I was liking it. And uh, if you scroll, if a little top tip for everyone, you scroll far back enough, you get a lot of original songs which are actually quite good. Uh, maybe you don't want me telling people that in case they're coming out later <laughs> on. <laughs> it's all but, right. It's good to. It's good to get people noticed. Yeah, but there's. 
as I say, the songs, like I said, Dark Days, where it was like, you've absolutely smashed that and got it. You know, it was You Do Something To Me. That was the Paul Weller. Um, you Do Something one. To Me. And it was, yeah. and it was, and it was just like, it's, a, you know, it's got that, obviously, you know what song it is, but it's got your kind of twang, you could say, on it. Yeah, because it's, yeah, because I was just, I was just doing what, I was just doing what it says on the tin, you know, a cover is just your version of, of a song. Like believe, like you said a minute ago, you listen to shares. It's, it's just a, it's just a dance song, you know. It's just like a house music dance song. But you listen to DMAs, it's like an acoustic, like you can, it's a ballad. You know, song you can sit and probably you could probably sit and cry to it because it's beautiful. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, you can't do that to the share one. So that's that's what that's what I try and do with covers. It's, that's why I learned the harmonica as well because you can bring in a different sentiment to it, like I did with Live the Dream. That's normally got. A guitar solo on it, but I just got the harmonica and played the guitar solo on the harmonica. So, you know, it just makes it a bit different. Excellent. Well, let's move on uh, before we finish up. History is history. Uh, as I say, if you are savvy on Instagram, you may have found it. If you've been listening to Jay since day one, you may have found it back in the uh, back catalogue. But the, the single's coming out uh, on the 12th of March. You've had a few different people involved in this track. Really looking forward to hearing it. You mentioned a little bit at the start about being about Salford and the town. Where, when did you write this one? What's it all about? Um, History's History, as I mentioned before, is about how investors are coming into Salford and they're basically taking the landmarks, like these, not really landmarks, well, just things that mean things to people. So say like, there's a pub, there's a pub near mine called the Crescent Pub. And if people from Salford are listening, Years ago, maybe they went in it, but it's like it's all boarded up and stuff now. But guaranteed, that will get that will get knocked down and get replaced by some big glass high rise monstrosity of a building. But like that's just another bit of Salford gone. Do you know what I mean? So like people people probably drive past the Crescent now and think, I remember when I used to go in there. Great days, but like maybe in ten years, when when it's replaced by this skyscraper, they might drive past and think, "Well, oh, it's not there anymore." That's a shame, yeah. isn't it? So it's yeah. basically like someone is getting an eraser or rubber and just erasing the history of Salford. So as the saying goes, "Your history, your nothing." History is becoming history. It's becoming nothing. Yeah. So that's what that's what the title means. And credit to my dad for that because he come up with that. <laughs> I like it. It's it's refreshing to hear that kind of talk. You know, you usually hear that kind of talk about oh, they're taking this away that it from you know a kind of older generation and that. And I remember this, but you're 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 kind of you're a person who already you know witnesses this happening, and it's it's very sad in a way. Um, but I'm glad there's there's music there to remember these things. Not that you've obviously been in the pub at age 17, of course. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not even just it's not even just Salford. Like, if I'm like I'm I'm being fair. It's about it's about other cities as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not just yep. Salford. It's probably happening in your area. Like there's there's some like that's sentimental to the city, and it'll probably just get taken down and ruined, yep. yeah. rather than built around it and things like that. That's what's upsetting. But as well. When you come from Salford, Salford is Salford. It's not, it's not Manchester to us. It's next to Manchester, but um, 
if you go and look at Manchester now, it's like New York City. You know, there's just skyscrapers everywhere. But um, that's sort of creeping into Salford. And that's what I don't like. That's that's what I don't want happening. But it is happening. I mean, a song's not going to change that. But um, I, thought I'd write, I thought I'd write about it. Yeah. And even if it doesn't change it in the, the bigger picture, you know, it's something for yourself and people of the area and even wider than that, you know, to, to have um, about yeah. things and something to look back on. We're new song coming out next week. Uh, we're hopefully moving out of lockdown. I say hopefully with a big parenthesis on it. Um, who knows? Uh, by the summer, what's next? What's coming up? What can we look forward to for Jace Campbell? I've got a few gigs I can talk about, I think. Go on then. Um, the, yeah, this next single and then hopefully another single, maybe. And um, yeah, I've got some gigs as well. Uh, but, um, I had what I had, I actually had one supporting the Jack Fletcher band last year, but uh, that got cancelled obviously. So I've still got that to do when it goes ahead. And um, I had another one supporting One Eye Generals Bandit. Decent. That was last year. That was last year as well. That got cancelled. So I've still got that to do. I've got some more, but I can't really talk about them. But all I can say is I've got some more. Good. You know. Have you got tickets for anyone to see when we get back there? Or yeah, I've recent. I've just bought tickets for Cast at Manchester in January. Class. I've got DMAs next year. Um, got Blossoms. Oh, I got Jerry. Blossoms. Yeah, I got Blossoms in Glasgow. Have you seen Jerry Cinnamon before? No. Oh, seen him three times. You'll love it. Wait, how big's yeah. how big's the venue you're seeing him in? Well, it's Manchester Arena. Oh, well, maybe it's called. Called AO Arena now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one. I saw him. I saw him in this place called the Garage in Aberdeen, and it's a tiny little. It was just a nightclub, and he played it. And like, folk, if folk jump too much, they'll hit their head off the ceiling. That kind of place. And he just moved to bigger and bigger venues, and he's yeah. You'll you like it. He's, yeah. he's, he's he's good. Like. Is that the gig where is that the gig where someone threw a pint at him and he stopped and was like, "Who threw that?" No, that was that was. Um, that I was wasn't I was I wasn't at that one, but I remember seeing it. It was a few weeks after I'd been to see him. Um yeah. and yeah, he was absolutely raging, wasn't he? Yeah, someone threw a pint at him and like it nearly hit him. Or he yeah. did hit him, I can't remember, but takes yeah. his guitar off and goes, You threw that, get up here now and I'll I'll, I'll do yeah. you in or whatever he said. Yeah, I think a bit of the Glasgow really came out of him out of him there. That was know? only the that was only a small venue from what I saw yeah. in the video. Yeah. Well, I no. think small venues are better than big venues, to be honest. Yeah. It's just agree. more, you just feel the atmosphere more, I reckon. I think, and I don't know if what coronavirus will do to this in the long run and folks saying stuff like half half capacity gigs and that that they're doing in Australia and New Zealand and whatever. But I think hopefully we don't lose these small venues that, you know, guys like yourself and that can kind of come alive. And that's been great, Jace. Really looking forward to seeing what you've got in the future. Hopefully, come and uh, dance along with you live one day uh, in Manchester, Salford, wherever that may be. If you make your way up to the, the motherland, then uh, I'll definitely be there. That's for sure. Cheers, man. <laughs> and I'll see that's, you on the front. Yeah. <laughs> that's the new single, History is History, coming out the 12th of March. Look out for that. Uh, you can follow Jace, uh, Jace Campbell Official on Instagram, Twitter, and all the stuff. Uh, Jace, thanks very much. Have a great rest of your week and uh, hope the hope the pandemic ends soon and we can all get out back at it.
Yeah, cheers, man. You too, and cheers for having us on. It's a, it's a great opportunity to uh, get my stuff out there. And any publicity is good publicity. Good publicity. No, no such thing as bad publicity, as you say. No worries. Uh, yeah, cheers, man, and take care. I'm all right. I don't need my camera on, do I? No, I don't mind. If you if you'd want, it's up to you. All right, yeah, I'm not dressed for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, Adam Rooney, yeah. yeah.